0: Welcome to the Morning Grind here at com. Dean, that's Dean704, filling in for Stevie. Stevie will be back soon enough. I'll be here Monday through Friday during these times of not a lot of sports. And uh, for the most part, I'm going to do a lot of interview stuff, interview style, and just talk to people as far as their DFS life, DFS perspective, and things like that. But uh, I actually, tune in tomorrow, Tuesday. We're going to be talking the Head Chopper. That'll be good times for sure. And we should mention, not only just streaming on the podcast, we're also available on youtube.com so you can see our beautiful radio faces uh speaking of legends you mentioned chopper today we're bringing your legend as well it's notorious he's gonna be talking to uh, some golf with us uh what's going on Oda? we're uh you know uh, how's quarantine life been treating you
1: yeah uh, everyone likes to complain about quarantine life i like to see some silver linings uh you know we get to stay at home watch a lot of tv get a lot of uh Time with my little one that uh, I probably wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, he's got school usually. I got work full time. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, just getting to do. He's got these little challenges that he sets up for me every single day. Uh, He's a very creative little kid. So we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, He actually goes back to school today. uh, So I'm a little bit sad about that. But, um, yeah, I kind of like quarantine life. The this uh obviously sees it a little differently she's more of a people person wants to be out there wants to go to the the restaurant and and bar and uh have some fun but uh yeah for the most part uh we've been pretty good according to you. how about you
0: uh, it's going all right yeah i saw my first real life person the other day and like so uh i'm by myself you know i don't have a family and things of that sort but uh yeah my brother happened to drive him through and he stayed here for like a day a day and a half or something like that, something like that but before that I had not seen a real-life person, like, you know, up close. I, I'm aware they still exist. I've talked to people on Skype and, you know, things like that. Um, and I see them off the balcony, but uh, actually, like, within, like, 10 feet. And it took about 60 days or so. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm you know doing all right. I, it could be much worse. People are in much worse situations than I am. So I'm perfectly fine with it, I suppose. And hopefully, uh, you know, getting a little bit antsy for sure. But uh, hopefully this will pass
1: soon enough. Have You're you are right have you gotten any good food? Last time I saw you just had protein bars. <laughs> I mean, you'd think looking at me, but uh, no, I, it's,
0: yeah, I, I, it was the protein bar life for a while and I, I kind of stocked up beforehand and yeah, I, I've had a, uh, I've had too many protein bars and every once in a while I'll have like a cheat meal or things like that. But uh, yeah, nothing special. And then, Oh, you know what? I actually, when my brother was here, uh, Hattie B's is right around the corner from me. I can actually walk to Hattie B's if I want to. Uh, of course we didn't. Oh, God, you can't leave the house, God forbid. But uh, yeah, I, I had a uh, <laughs> we ordered some Hattie Bees, and you're going to be disappointed in me. I know you are, but I had it southern style, which means zero, absolutely zero heat. I'm a big wimp, is what I'm saying.
1: I'm just happy you're eating it. Uh, for the longest time, you were just dogging on it. So if you're if you're eating it, I'm fine with it. Yeah, well, I just don't. I don't understand. Like, we'll talk about the golf in a second. <laughs> but,
0: uh, I just don't understand. Uh, you know, I don't understand the concept of I want to make my mouth on fire. I was. I don't know how that's enjoyable. I don't get the whole the concept of hot sauce. And I, I'm aware that I'm in the minority in this. But sell me on hot sauce. Like, hey, do you want something that's gonna burn your mouth? And everybody's like raises their hand. Like, I don't get it. That's all.
1: No, yeah, I'm, you on I'm team with you. Sauce? I like spice. I like spice, but uh, I'm usually mild or medium. Um, when it doesn't even taste like anything and it's just hot, then I, I kind of throw it out. But I do like some a little bit of spice in my life. And you know, other quarantine's been good too. You know, I've been cooking a lot, been working out a lot. I, it's not too bad. Yeah, I've been working out.
0: I have some dumbbells and then in the, in the uh, you know in the living room or something like that, basically to kind of get by. But unfortunately, our gym is closed and. You probably, I, th- I imagine you have like a backyard and grass <laughs> things like that. I don't have that, so yeah. uh, you know, an Oreo gym, yeah, we, unfortunately. We but a,
1: so what are you gonna do? Yeah, and we actually live on a park, so our whole backyard's a big park, which is kind of nice. Other than the neighbor kids, right now they're they have a four wheeler and they're just riding around my backyard with the four wheeler with the sled tied to the back. <laughs> they're just going really hard till ten o'clock every night.
0: Is that age appropriate for like four and five year olds? Or I, I don't
1: know the rules. I mean, not for me. I don't know their parents, but (laughs) it doesn't seem too safe. I don't know. All right. So you wrote an article. It's up there. It's
0: available for premium. Don't want to give away the entire thing. But as far as what's going down in the Outlaw Golf Tournament, Outlaw Golf is going to be, uh, I believe it locks Tuesday around noon East time, give or or take within an hour or so. Um, So we kind of talked briefly about this off air, but uh, refresh my memory, refresh the refresh the listeners memory who have not heard uh, you talk about it just yet outlaw golf it's it's like normal golf <laughs> but the players aren't as good and the variance is much higher kind of sort of is that about right
1: that is about right it is the mini are the minor 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 leagues of the pga tour you'd have to win quite a few of these just to uh get up to the corn Ferry tour and then from there you'd have to you know play really well to get up to the pga tour so uh these are golfers that you aren't going to recognized most likely unless you've been grinding the outlaw tour, uh, the tournament last week did have a few PGA tour regulars in it. Um, but not any big names. So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, it's highly variant, uh, just given the talent of these golfers. And then you added in the fact that it is showdown as well, uh, which is also highly variant and golf in general is, you know, got a lot of variants to it. So you definitely, uh, can't expect to win every single day. Um, but we've done our best to, you know, come up with some projections. Um, I've gone through every mini tour I can find in Arizona Uh, you know, copy and pasted all those leaderboards to come up with a stroke differential and a birdie or better percentage to help me make some projections. Uh, And then we have lineup HQ going. We don't have any uh, ownership projections. A lot of people have been asking about that. I've always been so bad at predicting ownership that I didn't haven't tried my hand on it yet. But um, maybe we'll get that in the next couple of weeks. For the most part, I think uh, there's enough information in this article to be able to uh, be ahead of, you know, the rest of the industry. So for that reason, I'm talking about how
0: these guys are basically amateurs, and we talked about this before, you said it was $900 to buy into this tournament. Like anybody, any job, you just say, "Hey, you know what, I feel like golfing, I'm going to spend the $900. Bucks. Uh, sure, why not? And, you know, the, the prize money is essentially the prize money for winning the DFS tournament, you know, which is amazing and hilarious. And, uh, you know, you got to dive into that as well. Uh, as far as a variant scale like from basketball to baseball where does this sort of fit in like I assume assume it's more like on the baseball side than the basketball side when it comes to variants
1: yeah definitely more on the baseball side even the PGA Tour is probably more on the baseball side than basketball side Um, and especially for showdown and then you know like we said we add in the talent of these golfers and it's definitely highly variant and uh, the fact that we're all kind of just going in blind, everyone just leans on Vegas. So um, the guys that are mispriced, you know, the guys that have good Vegas odds compared to their salaries are going to be incredibly highly owned. So if you can find one or two of them that you don't like for whatever reason, then uh, that's kind of a step to differentiate your lineups a little bit. Do you have anybody like that off the dome? Like maybe
0: somebody that like uh, looks like Vegas is basically telling you that they're too cheap and maybe somebody else says that Vegas is telling you they're too expensive?
1: Yeah, so I actually have an odds plus minus column uh, in the article that you can sort by if you want. So uh, the higher the number, it means you know the better it is in terms of a DraftKings value. So somebody like Sam Triplett, uh, seventy-five hundred. Um, he's forty-six to one to win. The guy's price around him on DraftKings are you know seventy to one, something like that. Pretty good birdie better rate. Um, he's played a ton of rounds on these mini tours, fifty-six rounds so far in the last year. Uh, he even played this tournament back in September place here so i think he's going to be one of those very popular guys um and then you have other guys if you want to sort the other direction um you can go through and look through and and find the other guys that are going to be lower owned due to their vegas odds
0: what is the favor like what's the odds was there 81 golfers is that what it is like what's the what's the favor like six to one ten to one i, mean, I imagine there's not really somebody that's clearly separating the field but you tell me
1: yeah so you know according the, the vegas guys, odds Six to one, Dylan Wu. You know, last week we had 164 golfers in the field, I believe. And Joel Damon was a PGA Tour guy. Uh, He was five to one. So (laughs) since he's not in the field this week, you know, uh, odds are spread out a little bit. There's three, four guys uh, under 10 to one. I will note that these uh, these markets are juiced up. There's like a 40% implied juice. So I probably wouldn't bet too much um, on these events. But, um, you know, DraftKings, luckily we don't have to pay that big of a rake. Yeah. Well, stick around. <laughs> but it's been
0: going up. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get there for sure. Amongst the most expensive guys, who stands out for you the most?
1: Yeah. So I think you can go with uh, any of the golfers above 10K. Uh, there's enough value in the $7,000 range this week that you can easily start your lineups with one of these guys. Dylan Wu is probably the most talented in the field uh, before you know the virus hit. you know He was one of the better golfers on the Corn Ferry Tour. So if you want to start with him, you can. Eleven four is a little bit expensive. Um, I kind of like KK Limba-Sout, who uh, has been playing every single week uh, on these mini tours. He's won, um, and he just seems to have really high floor, really high ceiling. Um, he's going to be popular. You know, he's 8-1, to one, and he's considerably cheaper than Wu and Coletti. And he played here back in September. So I do like him, but he will be higher round than uh, the guys priced around him.
0: Your general lineup instruction, or as far as how you make lineups, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you make maybe two or three lineups. Is that is that basically how uh how you enter your contest essentially?
1: I'm usually one lineup per sport per slate, uh, but when it comes to golf, I'll do MME. It's the one sport that I will MME just because I have time to do it and I don't have to you know create stacks and you know that could, you just pick your you know exposure percentages, run it lineup HQ, and let it go. Uh, When it comes to football, baseball, you know, you obviously got to be worried about your stacking. I was going to say there's no correlation in
0: golf, but I think there, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like there's like weather correlation, right?
1: So, yeah, you can do weather. Um, Only, I mean, it's overplayed more often than not. You know, somebody will see a three-mile-per-hour wind difference between the morning and the afternoon, and all of a sudden ownership just sways one direction to the other, and then, you know, the – the advantage never comes to fruition or sometimes it even swings the other way. Cause you know, weather's kind of crazy. So I typically try to avoid it unless it's uh, pretty drastic um, in terms of the weather split, but I actually haven't looked for this tournament. I'll have to do that after the show.
0: Uh, I assume is Roth uh, doing mother on that? I know he's been doing it for golf in the past. I'm not sure if this at the outlaw tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Roth gets out of bed for the outlaw tournament. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I was hoping to win uh, that personalized weather forecast from that poker tournament, but uh, yeah, but, were, you in that, were you in that tournament as well? Like, did you, enemy want a bounty on you? Uh, yeah, I don't know what they won. I can't remember. I think it was a DFS coaching lesson, but I never heard from anybody. So if you're out, yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> I. No,
0: nobody wanted to turn in, their, uh, turn in mine as well, too. I, I had two different ones, but one for me was uh, uh, I had to, we were going to watch Dirty Grandpa with me, okay, Chopper, right. and Big T. And that's like a punishment. Like, <laughs> And shockingly, this person did not redeem it. They said, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so uh, that, that was supposedly an award. Uh, that was going to be a prize. But the yeah. Chopper came up with it, and I don't know really know what happened.
1: But, I wanted uh, the forecast, and I wanted the man's coin
0: yeah yeah i want to get one of those man's coins as well too but uh and apparently he's he's uh pumping out more than supposedly he's in production like and more more people than you think actually have one i think he supposedly limited to like 100 or so but
1: there's makes, more than that out there makes me feel even worse thanks Pete.
0: <laughs> i don't have one either <laughs> i'll slide into the dms we'll see if we can make it work for you all right so uh back to this tournament uh how much can i leave over as far as salary because we talked about uh, the high variance of these players and, you know, you want to be different, you want to be goofy sometimes too and, you know, embrace the variance when it comes to tournaments, a 50 K, you know, total salary on DK. Are you comfortable leaving a 1, thousand, 1500 over?
1: Well, the problem with this tournament is that everyone is pretty priced pretty closely to their Vegas odds and it's a very weak field. So you're going to get a lot of these six K golfers that, uh, you know, end up losing points just because they're going to play <laughs> so bad in round one. Uh, so I would probably try to spend most of your cap. Um, I think when I'm gonna run my MME, I'll put the min to 49k and the max to 499 just so I leave 100 on the table, try to differentiate a little bit. And then in my main lineup, I almost always use most of the salary cap. Are you kind of the same way when you build your cash game lineup?
0: Uh, generally different- speaking, yeah, from a cash game perspective, like generally speaking, like you can almost always find a way to quote unquote upgrade. Yeah. you know obviously sometimes it kind of bites you in tournaments. You know, when I, when I make tournament lineups, I like to just basically take my cash game core, uh, and then just like flip two players, like something yep. like that, and all of a sudden, you know, you do like a two v two, and uh, it gets you, in, you know, instantly different all of a sudden, despite the fact that you have some chalky players. So that's a whole other conversation, I suppose. But um, <laughs> yeah, oh, you you do the same thing. Oh, good, I'm glad that there were. were there you go. You're the first <laughs> to be lined up with that. Uh, as far as mid tier, do you have anybody in the mid tier that's going to jump out for you?
1: Yeah, let me see who I wrote up. So uh, Peter Quest at 9,200, went to BYU. uh, So my alma mater's uh, rival there. Um, It's hard to cheer for anyone that went to BYU, but this guy's a monster. Uh, He was the number one ranked college uh, golfer in the world um, before the season got canceled. So this was his senior year. Uh, His first pro tournament was last week at the Scottsdale Open. Ended up playing really well the first two rounds, kind of fell apart in the final round. But uh, he's a monster off the tee. Uh, he had one of the highest evil rates of anyone in college, uh, this season. And, uh, I don't think a ton of people know about him just yet. Uh, the guys grinding these mini tours will probably know, but, uh, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's got an outside chance to win this week. I don't think a ton of people know about any of these guys. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> well, I mean, we've had two months now and you know how it like is when-, when a new sports released. And especially if it's a sport that you already love, you just go, you dive in, you know? So now these guys are regulars to me. Um, and some of the other guys that you know I've been talking to around the industry. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny how quickly you adapt.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious. You mentioned all the new sports. Have you been grinding LOL
1: or Counter-Strike or anything like that? So I tried LOL, and, I mean, the contests were huge, so I obviously wanted to try it. And, you know, stacking, it seems like that's the best way to do it, just do four from one, three from the other but then like some of them are best of one series and 10 minutes in I'm it's over and I'm like, wait, it's over. I lost it. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, I do like the counter-strike just cause you can sweat it a little bit. Um, you can watch it or you know, just do, they have the play by play kind of like they do for the other sports on their HLTV or whatever. So I've been doing that a little bit. I like I kind of like counter-strike.
0: I hear people raving about the announcers for uh, is it LOL? <laughs> Apparently announcers are great I <laughs> on Twitch. I, I haven't watched much of it. I've seen like a few minutes of it, but I'm told they're very good. I don't. Yeah, know.
1: I've just seen the highlights uh, on Twitter that people posted, but yeah, I would love to have that kind of those kind of answers for golf or something. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, did they get it corrected as far as golf? And again, I don't play golf. Full disclosure, I mean, I'll dabble every once in a while when I want to take it or things like that, or if it's a big tournament, I'll have some fun with it. And just basically take your content and cards and the expert survey and things like that. Um, but it, did they correct the? Apparently, people were upset with a shot tracker. Is uh, is that, that going to be a thing? It's uh, going forward. It's going to be corrected. You know what I'm talking about? As far as like you don't really know where you are in the standings, or there was an updated scoring. Mm. Is that? Am I just making this up? That I read the? Uh, <laughs> I'm probably just.
1: I, was it for <laughs> the outlaw me. tour, or was it for something else? Last week, apparently, I think DB was talking about it. Several people on Twitter were talking uh, about how like uh, the scoring. Yeah, so last week technically wasn't an outlaw tour event, and they've been working really hard. Um, you know, they had like 100 followers on their Twitter before this all started. And, you know, now they're doing periscopes. They're going around. They got three guys on cameras and golf carts following everyone, giving us wow. live updates. They completely revamped their scoring. So they have people following each group, uh, relaying the information somewhere. And then they're updating on the site. So they've been doing hole by hole scoring. But the tournament last week only had scoring after each nine holes. So basically you had to wait two hours <laughs> for any update for every player. But this week we'll have hole by hole scoring back. I'm not sure if
0: you played KBO, the Korean baseball, on Fandle, but like they don't update your scores until the end. It's it's, yeah. like, it's a weird sweat, man.
1: <laughs> it's just, yeah, it it definitely not as fun if you can't sweat uh, whatever you're playing. But I have yet to try KBO. I think I'm set to do the expert survey today, so I need to learn quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a little
0: content as well too. And uh, you know, the, the weird thing is like, why am I up like watching KBO and uh, not just like sleeping when it comes to the Fandle, But you know, my schedule got a kind of wonky. Uh, from time to time. But uh, yeah, so and you, you know, it's, what's that?
1: Do you have to set your alarm to check lineups? How early are they posted?
0: That's, yeah, that's the tricky part. A couple of things. Well, there's been some rainouts that have essentially, they rained out games like a minute or two minutes before a lock, like literally. Oh, uh, That's happened several times already where just like the <laughs> rainouts come out of nowhere. Well, not come out of nowhere, but like they they don't do a very good job of uh, a, yeah. they, they make it very suspenseful, like it's an action movie or something like that. They basically <laughs> cut it down to a wire. Uh, and the other part of it is lineups are released like an hour beforehand, like universally, you don't have okay. a lot of time essentially. Yeah. So,
1: so um, are you up that late or are you setting your alarm every night?
0: It depends. Uh, and sometimes like my, my schedule is now changing because I'm doing, I'm hosting the morning grind temporarily for <laughs> Stevie. So <laughs> we're, we're recording this at like, you know, uh, what is it? 10 o'clock in the morning, my time. So it's even earlier for you, I imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely, there's no way I'm staying up till 3.30. So <laughs> I would definitely have to set my alarm.
0: Yeah, I am curious. Like, who the people stay up until five o'clock, or they wake up for five o'clock? And I'm <laughs> I'm curious who does what. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Jamino is going to bed early and waking up like at four o'clock and like figuring stuff, whatever the time is like figuring stuff out. You know, as far as the news, then. But uh, Jamino, shout out to Jamino. He's working very hard. He's on all he, these uh, all these uh, sports that are kind of sort of coming out of nowhere. So
1: he's Good a job. grinder. Props to Jamino for everything
0: yeah he's one of the unsung heroes here at roto grinders give me a give, give me your favorite cheapy as far as this and of course again if you guys want to learn all of those thoughts uh, if you guys are pre members check out the uh, the article you've written it's pretty thorough there's graphs there's numbers there's all sorts of good stuff there to dig into but uh give me your favorite punt player too and uh, if you want to make a ball proclamation tell me who's winning this thing
1: all right when i'm gonna go back to quest we just talked about him from byu i think uh he has a good shot this week. Uh, he can go low. There's four par fives, and again, he's really long off the tee. Um, but for the value play, uh, I was talking to you this about talking to you about this before the show. Noah Hoffman, two weeks ago, he was signed up to play the Outlaw Tour event. He didn't know he was signed up. Um, apparently, his coach or manager or swing coach, whatever it was, uh, signed him up like five weeks ago when another tournament got canceled, and so he was in the DraftKings. <laughs> Uh, you know, system. And he was one of the more popular players because he was like 30 to one to win. He looked like a pretty good value play. He was the number one uh, college golfer in NAIA, which is kind of like the division two for college. And all of a sudden he shows up and didn't show up for his tee time. Everyone on Twitter went after him saying, where are you? And he's like, what are you talking about? I just woke up. Well, I'm supposed to play golf for three (laughs) weeks. So then an hour later, you know, the outlaw tour said, you know, he paid and this and that. And then he was going after that lot tour. And then he sent a picture of him in golf clothes saying he's ready to go. So that got all the DFS guys hopes up. They thought they were going to let him out there on the course. And this is wild times. Uh, but anyway, he's in Do the You have to first. make your tee time, I assume. You can't just like show up whenever, right? Is that the idea? Is that why? I mean, in most events, yes. I, I honestly <laughs> thought they were going to let him play. Everyone else was already <laughs> done it when he sent the picture out. I thought he was just going to go out there by himself, but um, it's pretty funny. He was on the Fantasy Golf podcast uh, with two of the other industry guys this week, so he is going to be out there. I can confirm that uh, this week, and $7,800 is a good price point. Hopefully, there are enough people that were burned by him before that uh, they won't go back to the well.
0: Yeah, that's narrative straight for you, too. And I I just want to fire up this guy's Twitter and, like, read his mentions. I'm just curious, like, how angry people were. <laughs> get out of bed, dude. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be golfing. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is what you get with the Outlaw Golf Tour, I imagine. This doesn't happen in the PGA Tour.
1: No, 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 no. And, you know, these guys, they probably don't know a whole lot about DraftKings and all that. But um, the best thing you can do is embrace the DFS crowd, because if you don't, you're going to have – a lot of angry tweets coming your way. If you embrace them, you know, people are a lot more forgiving.
0: Yeah, who's the guy? God, I don't think he's that great of a golfer. Maybe he's perfectly fine. I, mean, I think he was sort of like a cheapie, but there was one guy that even I uh, I started following because, like, you know, I, I, I'm always uh, appreciative of the guys that embrace DFS and understand that also it's great for marketing, too. Who who, who the great DFS golfer follows? Because I can't think of the guy's name.
1: Oh, man. You know, I've been grinding these mini tours. I can't even remember. Um, but Willie Wilcox was kind of the first guy. He doesn't really play on the PGA Tour anymore. He didn't really make it. But he uh, he was like the first guy that wanted to be sponsored by DraftKings That would interact with everyone. He would go uh, every stop he made um, at the airport. He would go and say, I'll, I'll be here for an hour if anyone wants to come have a beer with me. And you know, he really embraced everybody. He had a huge fan. And then he made a hole-in-one at the Players' Championship. That was, uh, that was really cool. But unfortunately, he's no longer on the PGA Tour.
0: That is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, and I, I, I definitely appreciate that kind of attitude. Um, anything else you want to say as far as this tournament? Or uh, I did want to talk about it. I think you're a perfect guest to have on, for better or for worse. But uh, you're here in Utah. You're a jazz fan. We just watched the Jordan documentary, uh, the 10-part series. Of course, last night they focused on the, uh, the series against Utah. Uh, I'm curious to get your takes on that. But if you have anything else to say as far as this tournament, and maybe if you had some thoughts. I know it's early. Uh, it's going down later on this weekend as far as Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Uh, The odds currently, Tiger and Manning are minus 225, according to the DK Sportsbook. You can get plus 180 on Brady and and Mickelson. Uh, Thoughts as far as, uh, any closing thoughts as far as the outlaw contest? And if you have anything to say regarding uh, early thoughts as far as Woods versus Mickelson and uh, the football players.
1: Yeah, so for the outlaw tour, if you have any questions, uh, leave them in the article and I'll get to them, or hit me up on uh, Discord. I'm always in there answer any questions that you have also lean on projections use lineup HQ um, as far as the uh, Brady Manning match I think it'll be fun um, I think minus 225 is a terrible number to bet if I had to pick a winner I would obviously side with Tiger um, this is different than most uh, events like this because it's uh, alternating shots so Phil Nicholson hits some crazy drives I don't know if Tom Brady is going to be able to play out of the trees like Phil does So I would definitely give the edge to Tiger. Um, But maybe you wait, and if you're going to bet on it, wait until they lose a couple holes and you get a better line. Um, Something like that. I I don't know. I think it's going to be fun to watch. It's for charity, so I don't know how motivated these guys are going to be. You know, when they played the Skins match a couple years ago, Phil loves money. You know, if you put money on the (laughs) line, he steps up his game for real. Um, And he beat Tiger in that uh, Skins match in Vegas that was pretty terrible to watch, but – Anyway, I, I don't know. We saw they're Rick betting
0: Tucker. money on the side, right? They're, these guys are definitely betting money, like secretly against each you other. Would, I would imagine. Would think
1: so. You would think so. And Tigers uh, played this course a bunch. I don't think Phil's ever played here before. And Tigers, oh. got, you know, the narrative of not losing to Phil twice in a row in these uh, these little side matches. Um, but we did see Rory and DJ beat Fowler and Wolf yesterday, I believe, on Sunday. Um, they had a similar match. I would have taken the underdog just because. You know, these things are pretty much a coin flip anyway. But um, if I would bet on it, I would probably just wait until you can get a better line on on Tiger and Manning.
0: We talk about the competitive nature of Mickelson, of Brady, of Manning and Woods. But uh, that's a good segue into the Jordan documentary. Uh, your general overall thoughts. I know it's a lot to take in. And I imagine you watched all 10 parts, which is fabulous. And I knew it was going to be excellent. Like ESPN 30 with 30 does an incredible job. They're pretty much all their 30 with 30s are good and different degrees of good. Um, but who's more competitive than Jordan? Like we knew he was competitive, but some of the things that he does is just, uh, uh, it's, it's wild. If your overall thoughts, your, your, your big takeaways as far as the Jordan documentary.
1: Oh man. The whole series was just wonderful. I mean, I I'm so mad that it's over. Uh, I think watching the last two episodes, I kind of knew, you know, we knew it was ending, so I didn't like him quite as much as the first date <laughs> for whatever reason, as, as strange as that sound, maybe it has something to do with my jazz being in there. <laughs> um, but I thought it was—I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, just seeing—you know—back in the '90s with no cell phones, no social media, um, and how big a superstars these guys were. And then Jordan, like you mentioned, the competitiveness—whether he was playing cards on the golf course, uh, whatever—and he—he uh, holds grudges to this day. I mean, when they gave him the thing uh, before Isaiah Thomas said his thing about shaking the hand, and he's like, "I don't care what Isaiah has to say, he's still an asshole." <laughs> So I mean, uh,
0: you watched the ESPN well, version, right? Great job. Thank you ESPN for letting the, uh, the F-bombs fly and things like that. They had two different wait. broadcasts, like one with the, the cursing, one without the cursing, but I just felt like it helped, you know, and it's cool to just to see these guys like, and they just feel comfortable. Right. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah so you have watched the ESPN version, I assume.
1: Yeah. I didn't know there was another version. I I just did the one that said contains mature language. You definitely got to click on that one. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny. I didn't really appreciate his greatness while he was playing because you know, the Jazz were that's the only time they went to the finals were ninety-seven and ninety-eight. And then my favorite player growing up was Reggie Miller. So uh I just uh. got I just got bludgeoned by MJ <laughs> for two years straight. <laughs> uh and then he retired the second time and you know they started coming out with um it was another documentary back then. I think it was on IMAX or something like that. And uh you know, I would I would watch that every time I had like a middle school basketball game. I'd watch that to pump myself up. Always loved Space Jam, always loved his shoes. Uh, Still wear the Jordan brand anywhere, anytime I can. So, uh, yeah, I I thought the whole thing was pretty great.
0: Yeah, I'm getting a flashback to like years ago, we we did a a Grinders live show or something like that. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, was your backdrop not like a Michael Jordan picture of some sort?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, Probably probably half the things I own are probably Jordan brand. (laughs) Yeah. So, like you said, you got bludgeoned last night because Reggie
0: Miller, he pushed off, right? You can confirm he pushed off despite the fact that that was your guy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the time I probably didn't think he did, (laughs) but yeah, it was cool. They got Reggie and uh, even, they even got Stockton, you know, at the start of this, he posted on Twitter that he's not going to watch a Jordan fluff piece. And then uh, he was in it the whole time. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Well, it's interesting. You say fluff piece, because like uh, one of my thoughts on it is that it's, you can't completely ignore the fact that Jordan's production company was involved in the making of this. uh, And they, you know, they probably were a little kinder in certain areas than they could have been and whatever, whatever. And it was nice to see him at least be vulnerable and like admit, like maybe when he was being a jerk on certain things as well too. And uh, the scene where he was talking about basically his competitiveness and essentially how he would be a jerk to some of his teammates for the greater good, at least in his mind, that like all, he was all about the end game and all about winning and how much he prioritized that. And it was almost worth it to like be a jerk to his teammates. And then he he said, uh, what, cut? Or he said break, right? That would be a break. Yeah. And he started breaking down a little bit. And that was just – it was just cool to kind of see uh, you know, that side of him. Um, and he talked about punching Steve Kerr. And he's like, like, he's the littlest guy in the team, and I felt this big. And uh, great job on Kerr last night, by the way. I mean, if you didn't like Kerr last – you know, going the last night, you should like him now. Seems like a really, really good dude. Uh, and his yeah. speech. Did you like his speech when he uh, –
1: <laughs> he was yeah, taking about it. I mean, it, it was all great. And like you mentioned, i they did, uh, you know, change – the history a little bit when it came to his gambling and, you know, some of the other things, uh, you know, shine some different light on it than probably what really happened. But, um, there's a lot of stuff in there that I wasn't expecting. Uh, you know, even before it came out, Jordan was saying people are going to hate me. And uh, think I was the worst teammate ever, but, um, I liked his line about I'll never ask any of my teammates to do something I wouldn't do myself. Uh, and then he's doing the, the up and downs. Uh, what are those called ladders, whatever it was, but, um you know, when he tears up at the end, yeah, it was so good. And, one of the things that uh, I couldn't believe—I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, just totally throwing Jerry Krause under the bus. <laughs> I mean, he could have fired him the whole time if he really wanted to, right?
0: Yeah, he—he might have been like a shield, I think, because I think that they—they they didn't like either Jerry's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but I think they did—they dislike Krause more. Yeah, uh, he's a great dancer, though. You can't take that away from Jerry oh, Krause.
1: Man. Yeah, that, that's my favorite GIF. There were so many GIFs from that show. The. His bodyguard with the quarters doing oh, that. Oh,
0: amazing! Yeah, I, I mean the hair, everything there. about that makes that so perfect. Like him beating Jordan on one on one throw, uh, yeah. and Jordan will just gamble on anything, which is great too. Like there was a story that wasn't in there, but talking about like he would gamble about whose luggage comes out first. Uh, <laughs> you know, when they're getting off the plane, and but, the story goes that he would pay off the person putting the luggage on there. So he would <laughs> rig it, and like you know, he doesn't need the money. He just wants to win. You know, I mean, that that's his competitive nature.
1: Yeah, um, I can't I can't imagine being that competitive. I just want everyone to get along and have fun and but uh gotta respect it. I mean it's it's crazy. It's what made him who he was.
0: Yeah, so uh it's it you're I wanna see like you, it's over. We're, we're depressed it's over. We, we know uh, ESPN does have three thirty by thirties coming up, uh, Lance Armstrong, uh, Bruce Lee and the Sosa McGuire, which those should be, I mean, I'll watch anything thirty by thirty, I'm sure it will be great. But um I <laughs> I wanna see like a Netflix show of just Michael Jordan watching an iPad. Like, that's all I want to say. I just want to see Jordan watching an iPad.
1: Can I watch that? Can we make this happen? Oh, so good. Uh, He has the best reactions to everything. Uh, And each one's a better GIF than the last one, or GIF. Do you say GIF or GIF? I mean, the story
0: is allegedly the guy who created it wants it to be GIF. So we're supposed to honor the guy. But, of course, it looks like GIF. But, I mean, I don't get upset either way. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Some things tilt me in life. that one. People are very passionate about that one. I don't really care. Like, it's fine. I don't. However, you want to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm indifferent to it. Uh, so, I, I, I had a couple other thoughts here. Uh, but well, what Jordan is given, like you said, that a meme and, and, and the gift community uh, is like Jordan is the you know <laughs> he's like the best gift guy going forward. He's in the Hall of Fame for both basketball and gift too. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to use those. It's just so awesome. And him watching Gary Payton talk about how oh, Gary man. Payton locked him down, <laughs> he just lost it. it starts cracking up. Uh I did have this question. I, I don't wanna I'm not here to start conspiracies, but uh so okay, first of all, you live in Utah. Can mm-hmm. can you get a pizza at like ten o'clock at night if you're hungry?
1: Is is it that hard? It is that hard. Uh <laughs> maybe maybe not as much now, but I mean I I've there have been plenty of drunken nights where I've been trying to get pizza at midnight and uh, have had a really hard time. So I do uh understand that side of it. The fact that I don't know, I, I don't think it was what, how do you feel about this uh, flu game? Well, I mean, it, I never thought it was a flu game. And like, it, we've, we've heard about the whole idea
0: of food poisoning potentially, too. And there's other people say that was this Jordan like being drunk. Uh, and it's just kind of a cover up story. But this doesn't make sense. This doesn't add up for me. You help me out. Um, first of all, you're Michael Jordan. I'm assuming you're not calling up this pizza place and saying, I want a pizza. My name is Michael Jordan. You have one of your guys. <laughs> yeah. He's got his security guys around him, he's got his trainer around him. And one of them calls up and says, Yeah, let me get a pizza. Right. And then, one person comes and delivers a pizza to your house right, or delivers a pizza to your apartment or your hotel. So I don't know what they said to these people and they, they, apparently they call plenty of pizza places, but uh, the story goes that five pizza delivery guys show yeah. up. <laughs> like, why would five pizza delivery guys show up? That doesn't make any sense to me like unless you say, yeah, uh, I know you're closing in a half hour, but I'm Michael Jordan and I'm hungry and I demand a pizza and I'll pay you an extra hundred dollars or something like that. I don't know. The, the yeah. whole story doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. Explains. That doesn't make
1: sense. And if they didn't know it was MJ and then they found out when they got that, what are they doing? Putting eye drops on a pizza or how, how are they getting the food poisoning to them? And then the other thing, if somebody orders a pizza more than one person is going to have a slice. I've never seen just one person. <laughs> if there's an open pizza box, somebody else is taking a bite of that.
0: How greedy is he wants the entire pizza? Like one of his boys is probably hanging around. Like, yeah, I'll take a slice. Nobody turns yeah. down the slice of pizza. Yeah. Even if you had dinner, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure, I'll show up a slice. Yeah. Why not? What's a slice?
1: Yeah, that's the most unbelievable part to me. Somebody else had to eat that pizza if it was true. Yeah. So he, even if he was hungover, still impressive.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, he went to like, isn't there like Atlantic City games? There's Vegas games too. And that kind of bleeds into the whole Rodman thing. And again, all this is pre, um, you know, it's pre, you know, everybody has a cell phone. It's yeah. pre-Facebook. It's pre-Twitter. It's pre-social media. It's pre-first take. It's pre all this stuff where like, it's everything, any little thing you do is microscoped and like <laughs> Dennis Rodman's yeah. going away to play with the NWO <laughs> and Carmen Electra in between games. And it's, it worked out great. And like, you, uh, you know, you, just, you can't coach every guy the same, right? Like he's just a different kind of dude.
1: You know, a story that I didn't believe also is when MJ went to get Rodman in his room in Vegas and, Carmen Electra is saying, oh, yeah, I was in the bed next to him. But you can tell she probably wasn't in – it seemed like somebody else was in that bed with him. She said she ran away – she
0: hid because she didn't want – she didn't, want, yeah, but she, she didn't want Jordan to see her in that state or something like that. Don't you're don't suggesting believe, it wasn't Carmen. I don't believe it. You're <laughs> saying Dennis Rodman wasn't a faithful man? <laughs> is that what you're saying? She might have been there too. But. <laughs> In addition to yeah,
1: anyway, Rodman's a character, man. One of the better characters ever. And you know, growing up, you just hear the bad stuff, but you know, he's a he's just an interesting dude all around. He's yeah, he is a he had a recent thirty for thirty as well too. I'm not sure if you caught that, but that was uh, definitely
0: for sure well, watch worth watching. I was digging through like just all sorts of things like from watching this, like Scottie Pippen's salary by year is just wild. Uh, he, like basically the Portland Trailblazers ending up, you know, giving him like sixty-five, seventy million dollars, like four years, so, like, maybe one of those years was the Rockets or something like that. But like he, right. the Bulls barely paid him, like yeah. barely in context, you know,
1: seven years, twelve million. But I mean, at the same <laughs> time, look, they got a great deal on him. He wanted long-term security; you can't really back out of it. I mean, I get that it's frustrating. The NBA kind of blew up after he signed that contract, and then everyone else was making more money than him. But that's kind of on him a little bit. Um, and then at the end of the day he made more than michael during his nba career which is kind of crazy
0: well michael basically made all his money in two years i mean he made those money off the court obviously uh but like as far as his nba money like he wasn't making a ton of money like it was less than 100 million dollars in his career i believe he got like a million or so for each those washington years which i mean obviously there's no reason to touch on that i guess it's just focused on the bulls but i think it was just the 97 to 98 season where he was getting around 30 mil but otherwise he was you know again everything's relative and Obviously, we'd all love millions of dollars a year, but, um, you know, you would think he, he was an absolute steal. He was an absolute bargain. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure.
1: And that's, that's the case. Sal, it's always going to be in the NBA with the, with the salary cap and, you know, whoever the best player is, is always going to be hugely discounted compared to what they actually bring to the team and the organization.
0: Yeah, that bleeds into a whole other conversation, but I think it'd be a fun idea. To, like, if if there was, you know, the NBA salary cap is, I don't know, $200 million. Just put a number on it. Like, how much would you give LeBron James if you can give him as much as you possibly can give him? Like, it'll, the point is, like, LeBron James and Steph Curry and, like, the top Durant, they're the most underpaid guys in the league, if you really think about it. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's my no, thought on it.
1: No, I'm, I agree with you 100%. Like, if it was an open market and he would get, you know, all of it. And then they would just get a bunch of scrubs around him. Who do you want to see next? I mean, if there's a next, like, 30 for
0: 30 or if there's next, like, a 10-part you know, ten part, uh, series. Uh, it doesn't have to be basketball, but is there anybody out there that you think would be a, a great subject?
1: So I don't think this would be as entertaining. I'd always love to see Tiger Woods. You know, he wasn't probably as good of a – you know, he doesn't bring as many – I don't know what I'm trying to say. He's not uh, as active off the court, I guess. Uh, well – they're, yeah. <laughs> Depends Man, on you to find I, active. I don't think if he's in charge of it, they're going to talk much about that. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, like I'd love to see Tiger. Um, I've seen a couple of Mike Tyson. I'd like to see any any more Tyson would be great. Um, you know, Ken Griffey would be cool. Uh, the home run chasing would be cool. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, I mean the home run chasing. We're going to have that in a month or so with Sosa and McGuire and. Uh, it's funny. It's the whole Griffey thing is so cool. Like he played him and his father played major league baseball yeah. together in the same, you know, and they, they, I think they believe, uh, they both did a home run in the same inning, which is just how cool is that? What an yeah. awesome story. Like nobody else can tell that story uh, for the Reds.
1: Yeah. yeah. So much of, uh, you know, who you think's the greatest is, you know, based on nostalgia and what you grew up with. So for me, it's always Kate or Griffey and Jordan and tiger, you know, Griffey has got the prettiest swing, man. Yeah. It's the lefties,
0: right? The lefties are the prettier swings.
1: Yeah, except golf. It looks different in golf. I don't know. Mickelson doesn't have a nice swing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. It's better than mine for sure. Yeah. Well, sure.
0: <laughs> it's better than all these guys in the uh, the outlaw tour. I would imagine. Sure. Why not? Uh, with that note, uh, I had a great time. I had a blast. Hopefully, people uh, learned something as far as the outlaw. Uh, And again, let them know about your article. And of course, I mean, I I imagine they're aware of you. They're following you on Twitter machine, but tell them where
1: they can find you. Yeah, so on Twitter, I'm at RG underscore Notorious. I'll have an article there. It'll be up on the homepage on Roto Grinders. Um, If you're looking to uh, find the lineup HQ for the Outlaw Tour, you can either find it, uh, the link to it in my article, or you can click on the lineup HQ and then just sort by the sport at the very top. Uh, yeah trust the projections have some fun with it I uh, had a lot of fun with you especially talking about the MJ doc uh, I loved it so much didn't want it then uh, my jazz man my poor jazz yeah
0: I didn't no spoilers I didn't want to know <laughs> no matter how, yeah it's uh, maybe next time I suppose but uh, you know it, I mean there's a lot more to talk about as far as the whole Jordan thing but I guess we'll save that for another day because everybody like you said everybody wanted to make a, you kind of imply like the whole Jordan versus LeBron thing of course it sparks that whole thing and I mean, like Jordan just had like a ten-part nostalgia, you know. Yeah. And I call it nostalgia porn, and it's like basically—I don't want to say propaganda, but you know—it's—it's <laughs> it's hard to like. You can't watch that and say, "Well, that guy wasn't any good." Like, of course, he—he yeah. he was amazing, and it looked he—it showed how amazing he actually was. But like you said, as far as you know, Tiger wouldn't necessarily focus too much on his off-the-field stuff. I thought it was interesting that like you know, Jordan's ex-wife didn't make an appearance. I mean, I, I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's some people I thought like, well, why weren't they in this? And uh, there were some people that I didn't even think was, about that. Yeah. It's like, she, she was a big part of his life at some point And, but uh, I understand why that, that didn't happen, of course. And then that probably would have been a deal breaker for Jordan. But with that, no, no, I had a blast. I'm sure we'll uh, talk soon enough as far as what the, there's a million dollar golf tournament uh, within a, in a few weeks, I believe. Right.
1: A few weeks. I think it starts June 11th uh, at Colonial. So that'll be fun.
0: There you go. Uh, Pump it out these million dollar contests at DK, of course. Uh, us DFS players, we are thirsty for content. We're, we're thirsty for contents. Uh, I know there's a, a you know big 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 contest just went down as far as MMA. I presume that's way it's going going down going forward. We got the Bundesliga that went down this weekend as well too. So some sports are opening up. Uh, stay tuned again to rotorunners.com for all your DFS content. He is Noto. I much appreciate you joining me. I'm Dean. Thanks for listening to the Morning Grind. We're out of here. Holler.